One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Did you know that most traditional creams or serums are made up of 70% water with 15% going to emulsifiers and preservatives? That what makes up the goo of the cream, which leaves only 15% for the active ingredients that truly benefit your skin. But what if there was a better way? Enter Fiber Skin Care, a groundbreaking technology set to redefine skincare. Fiber skincare harnesses nanofibers, tiny natural fibers 500 times smaller than a human hair. Their scientists have been working on this technology for the past 15 years and just a year ago achieved a remarkable breakthrough, encapsulating active ingredients directly on these natural nanofibers. The result? A formulation free of water, emulsifiers, or preservatives, meaning the active ingredients are not just pure, but are five times the concentration of most creams or serums. Their first formulation is anti-wrinkle, and it's not just effective, it's fast. Upon application, your skin feels tighter in a mere 10 seconds. That's right, you can feel the difference almost instantly, but that's just the start. Over the next seven days, these concentrated actives unfold their full potential, clinically proven to improve wrinkles by 19.4%. 19.4%. I said it again. It's worth checking out the Instagram Fiber Skin, F-I-B-E-R Skin Care, to learn more about the technology and how it works. You might have seen some viral videos of the mask's disappearing effect. It's easier to apply than by wetting your face, applying the patch, and removing it. The nanofiber, which contains the active ingredients, disappears into your skin quickly. Experience the transformation for yourself with their two-day trial pack, a precursor to the seven-day program that promises not just results, but a revolution in your skincare routine. And with their tighter skin guarantee, your satisfaction is not just expected, it's assured. If you try the seven-day program and your skin doesn't feel tighter, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. They have clinically tested the program to be most effective if you use it one week on, three weeks off. But we understand that everyone's skincare routine is different. 
That's why if you sign up for their monthly program, they will send you the monthly pack to remind you. You can pause or cancel at any time, giving you control over your skincare journey. If you want to try this revolution in skincare, go to FiberSkincare.com and use code BACK for 15% off. Again, that's FiberSkincare.com, code BACK for 15% off. Baby, let's just dance, dance. Let's just dance, baby. I just wanna dance, 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 dance. dance. Welcome back to the bar. Hi. Hello, Hello everyone. Uh, for anybody who's watching this on camera, I'm just apologizing. I'm so sorry that you have to see me look like this. Eh. I've been so sick. I can't explain how sick I've been. That sucks. I know. I know. I can't sick. Ugh, and this is like a brutal fucking sickness. And I mean, I tested... I, so I had COVID for anybody who doesn't know. Oh, I guess we wouldn't have talked about it on the last show. Okay. So here's the deal. Last time we recorded the podcast was on a Friday. We ended up not recording the after party until Sunday. Or no, it wasn't Friday. It was like, what, Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. So I, I went home. I was really sick. I went to the doctor with Clara and just because she was sick. And so I said, hey, why don't you test me just in case? And lo and behold, I had COVID. And when we recorded the after party on Sunday, I said that. So for anybody who's just listening, you know, regular, I have been dealing with COVID. And so fine, you know, not that big of a deal, except that the biggest symptom I've had is that I feel like I have been beat with a baseball bat. Uh. My body hurts more. Like I woke up in the middle of the night, a couple of nights in a row, where I couldn't even roll over because everything hurt so badly. And I got up at like 2 a.m. and got in a scalding hot tub because it was the only thing that gave me any kind of relief. Hmm. My muscles hurt. Are you taking like Advil or anything for your muscle yeah. weeks? Yeah, I'm also taking Arnica, um, which is like that anti-inflammatory that they give you. The only reason I know they give it to you is like when you get your lips filled. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but apparently, apparently... They give it to you, uh, you know, if you're sore and achy, but I also had a sinus infection. So they gave me antibiotics for my sinus infection, but they gave me nothing for COVID. And everybody keeps saying that there's some like miracle thing that they give people. And I didn't get it. I think you have to take that within so like amount of time before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You can't have it for a few days and then take it, which I don't know how you would know to take it before that. No, I have, I have no idea what the COVID window is. You know, like, I don't know how contagious you are before or after. All I know is I couldn't do Nightline with you guys because ABC was like, absolutely not. If you have COVID, you have to test positive or test negative. And I still didn't test negative, but I just took a test this morning and I'm negative now. I just still feel like shit. So it's like, I can be out and about, but I don't want to go out and about because I can't walk from my couch to my bed without getting winded. It's like, I'm, I feel like I weigh 45 pounds heavier. You know how like, well, I shouldn't say everybody knows this, but this is one of the reasons why I knew back in the day it was time for me to lose weight because, uh, 
I couldn't carry my laundry basket up the stairs without feeling like I had run a marathon. <laughs> That's what Abby used to teach the girls. They made, she made them do the five pound bag of potatoes. Yeah. And well, do their leaps. This is how it feels like when you gain five pounds. Okay. Yes, I do agree with that. However, I don't know if you do that to kids going through puberty. I'm just saying. Exactly. And they weighed, like Paige weighed like 80 pounds for right. God's sake. Yeah, exactly. She couldn't get any skinnier. No. She needed to gain some five pounds. Absolutely. Well, I will say this. I've lost weight this week because I've been so sick. And I got on the scale and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm so skinny. But I got on the scale and I was like, I can't be right. And I'm like, I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I look a little gross. Like you go immediately from being thin to looking gaunt very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, oh, I look a little bit. I look a little bit gross, so I need a cookie or four. I'm eating milk duds. I saw that. I'm a little jealous. I like. I a haven't milk dud. had these in forever. I like a milk dud. Let me tell you though, they're sticking in my teeth, and my teeth are starting to hurt. Yeah. Well, you had Invisalign. I had Invisalign. Do you still ever wear your retainer at night? No. Well, I've been wearing my retainer for you know the last however long, and it is deteriorating my gums my gum line it's being pushed down so the bottom of my teeth at my gum line is so fucking sensitive i can't stand it like it's like exposed nerves like if i go like like if you said to me right now you need to gargle this mouthwash and go like you know like swish it across your teeth i couldn't do it oh that's not good no i need to go and do something it's like my dentist i wonder if they can can, just bow it down a little bit yeah, but I still need to fix what's happening in my mouth. It hurts so bad. Like if air goes across my teeth, it hurts right now. Hmm. I know. It's so dramatic. You're just falling apart. I am so falling apart. <laughs> Good. I'm a mess. I am a mess. I am well, a mess. Well, how about me on this episode? I am. I think somebody pissed in my Wheaties that morning. I just look miserable. I was like, okay, first of all, I don't know if I just have, oh God, there was something I wanted to ask you. We can talk about it on the podcast. Let's decide now, but let me just say this and then we'll decide. I meant to say this before we started recording. I did not remember getting into it with you at the reunion. I don't either. I'm like, when did that happen? I was a bitch to you. I was like. I was like bitchy. Wow. And I actually was like trying, you can tell that I was trying very hard to like maintain my shit. Because I was like trying to be like calm and calculate, not calculated, but like. Not me. Thinking about what I was going to say before I said it. And uh, I was, I was like, wow, I didn't remember us fighting like that. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. I don't know. We we got a little better towards the end. Well, right. Because then we had somebody to pick on, Kathy and Jill. Yeah. Right. But it was, I was like, oh, I didn't remember that at all. But whatever. Well, also. pissed at you. Also coming up, I think it's, oh, you didn't. Okay. So this is the question. Our person, Mark, who does the recaps for us, reached out and asked, you were on the email too, asked us how we wanted to handle, not the next episode, because this reunion's in two parts, but but the first episode out, I think after, because it's a quote unquote lost episode. And I think it's a lost episode because Brooke is dancing with the seniors and it's that guy who was Gino's brother who came and danced at the studio who had allegations made against him later. So I think that episode has been pulled from platforms. 
So our recap guy asked us if we wanted him to recap it or if we wanted to watch it live together and recap it. And I said, well, when we did that with the fan dance, it didn't work very well on the regular podcast because people couldn't hear and see. So I thought maybe we do that episode just as a Patreon special, because if you're on Patreon, you're getting you're, you can you're, see it, visual. You can yeah. see it. So yeah. we wouldn't do it as like for everybody on Patreon. What we would do is we would put it on Patreon where you can actually just um, like you can just purchase that one for like, I don't know, whatever they are, like very inexpensively. But if you want to watch it, you can watch it so you can actually see what's going on. So it's not just yeah. for the patrons. It's for anybody who wants to watch it. But then yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I think that that would be a good idea to do it that way because people can't watch it anymore. Yeah. So that was my suggestion. So we can do that. So when we come back, we'll skip that one on the regular podcast and go right into the next one that we can actually recap, if that makes sense. So, yeah. all right, well, now we have an answer. So I'll answer him later. Um, so yeah, this episode sucks. From what I understand, every episode from this point forward sucks for either you or me. Great. Love of that for us. Yes. And I also have to say that I believe... I have deep-seated trauma anytime I see anything that even looks like a reunion show. The minute I see a stage, I want to vomit. Did you feel that way? Yes, and I want to vomit looking at us. Oh, my God. Well, that's its own... Everybody has this hair. Kelly, my hair is the worst of the... Those little curls. And you know what? Here's the thing. I know who did my hair that day. And the minute she started curling my hair, I was like, oh, I don't like how little these curls are. And she's like, well, I already started. I can't stop. And I'm like... So my hair is completely straight on top. And then I have Miss Piggy ringlets. Kathy's wasn't even combed out. Well, Abby had the bang sausage. Yeah. It was awful. Everything about it was awful. And guess what? When the other moms come on in part two, like Jacqueline, I think her hair looks crazy. Oh, I yeah. She had that big poof. I, she might. All I know is like, it was all like pulled to the side and it looked like somebody took I didn't see a it. curling yeah. iron and sprayed it with hairspray and then pulled the curling iron out and never brushed them. Mm. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Not her specifically, but all of us. Yes. It was terrible. I agree. I we're, agree. we're very unfortunate. Yes. I did love your dress though. Oh, thanks. That dress is pretty. You don't like that dress? I, you know, I like it standing up. Because it isn't, when I was sitting, it was a lot of that gold. When I'm standing, it's it's not, it doesn't look as tacky. I thought it looked kind of tacky sitting there. But it's just like a lot of brown satin with, right. but just this angle that I'm at that I'm sitting, it just looked like a lot. Well, I'm going to say this, and you probably aren't going to like it, but you have a waist that's this big. You always have. Like you have a tiny waist. And when you were sitting, it made you look like you had a belly. Yeah. And yeah. I and I'm not I'm one to talk cuz in my red dress I look like I'm 4 months pregnant and Melissa looks like she's 3 months pregnant in her blue yeah. dress. It was terrible. Cuz I was looking at us I'm like, "Wow, the belly brigade showed up." Like like the three of us next to each other are horrible. Kathy looked like a disco ball for sure. Yes. I, Holy disco ball. I have that in my notes. I was like, "How yes. dare she?" Oh, she she won the disco ball queen, man. How dare she? Ever, ever, ever say that I was a disco ball and then show up in that. Yeah. Ah. Excuse me. I couldn't even believe it. Do we have any Patreon? Oh, God. Yes. You know what? I forgot to pull them up. Oh, my God. 
Okay. How about we'll read those we towards can just the end. Do them next. Yeah. Or next yeah, week. we'll do it next week because I forgot to pull them up. Ugh, I'm sorry. God. Okay. My brain. Look, I have COVID brain. <laughs> we'll let you slide. I have COVID brain. It's like worse than pregnancy brain. I I'm sorry to disappoint. I will be back drinking next week. I couldn't drink. Well, I knew you weren't going to drink because we just had a call earlier. So I didn't drink either because I just am tired of drinking. So I have my <laughs> Kelly said, I'm tired of drinking. Yeah. But we have had people say that they need us to drink. So it makes it okay for them to drink. Uh, well, I, it's always okay to drink. Yeah. We support you. If we're not. Yes. We support you. And, and by the way. I, I think you have to drink to listen to this shit. Yeah. So listen to us, bitch. We're giving you permission to drink. Actually, that's very true. And we will be back next week drinking with bells on. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the case. We will be back and we will drink and all will be merry and bright. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Yay. So I get to be the one who is uh, recapping this. Yay me. Uh, so it's called Tell All. That's all. Dance Mom Season 3, Episode 20, Tell All, Part 1 of 2. What's funny is that Season 3 of Dance Moms is such a menagerie of fucktitude that it's not listed as the same episode on any platform. Hulu listed as 23. Disney Plus listed as Episode 21. Lifetime listed as Season 3, Episode 20. So what is it? Oh, Lifetime and Nine Now actually listed as season three, episode 20, which I think is correct. But everybody has it just a little bit wrong. I just write it as tell all. Yeah, tell all. I don't do season and episode because they're all screwed up now. Yeah, because there's missing episodes. There's extra episodes. There's bonus episodes. There's pulled episodes. There's lost episodes. (laughs) Yes, I just say it by the name. Yeah, I say it by, this makes me want to vomit. So it opens with us in the hair and makeup room and Jeff is with us and he's like, this special will give us the opportunity to set the record straight. I think that's a lie, open, blatant lie, because we never get the chance to set the record straight because we had to answer questions from the audience. And by the way, they gave them them questions, didn't they? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And by the way, also... We every time we started to like tell our side, he would interrupt us. And so I was gonna say he cut us off all the time. Like the when entire we started time. to tell it, he's like, Oh, well, let's move on to this. Yeah. So this is not an opportunity to set the record straight. Here is the opportunity. Ten, ten years later on our podcast. Now we can yeah. set the record straight. So and he looks at me and he goes, Do you think you're gonna bring it tonight? Now, let's keep in mind that Jeff is an executive producer of Dance Moms. So the fact that he's looking at me and wants me to, quote unquote, bring it, tells you everything you need to know about what was expected. <laughs> yes. And I said, I might have left it at home. <laughs> I did. I left it home. I don't want to. And my hair is just, I mean, we, we'll get into that. Um, and then he tells us that we're, he'll see us downstairs. And then now we see him on the stage. He welcomes the audience. And he tells us that we will finally answer some audience questions, which I would have much rather just answered audience questions this entire time than have to fight with Abby or anybody else. And then he's like, you know, we're going to start off with a woman who has a lot to say this season. And I thought, huh, one of the gifts I would give Abby would be a muzzle. (laughs) Ah, She always had a lot to say, that's for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we get a flashback montage of her saying that Chloe was awful. She calls me an idiot. 
She tells Kathy to go to hell. She's fighting with Rick. She's telling you it's time to not be dancing anymore. And then she's crying on the phone with her mama after Kathy smacked her with the purse. And did you happen to notice that someone in the audience had Kathy hair? No. Yeah, it was literally, and it happened a couple times with people in the audience where it was like, you looked at it and you're like, they're really inspired by dance mom haircuts. There was somebody who was asking Jill a question and she had Jill's exact haircut and in blonde. So as it would cut back between Jill and her, it was like Jill's hair, Jill's hair. Jill's hair, Jill's hair. Blonde, brown, brown, blonde. Although Jill's hair might've been kind of red hair, but anyway. So then Abby comes out all smiles and she's greeted by Jeff. And this part made me sick. Like and all of her amazing so opportunities. Sitting mm-hmm. there. Like, uh-huh. ugh. I wrote the word gloat. She's just gloating. I've had some amazing opportunities. And then she, this is where I I was like, ugh, I need an air sickness bag. Because she said, um, you know, Jeff goes, Well, you didn't seem very nervous being on the view. And she goes, Well, I sell dreams every day at my studio. I can handle it. I'm like, Yeah. Puke. Puke, puke, puke. So then Jeff starts listing out all the drama that she's been a part of. And she's like, a dance dad yelled at you. And Abby has to be, she has to like go the court route where she's like, oh, no, no. I was verbally assaulted. Assaulted. Which here's what I love. And then she says with Kathy that she was physically assaulted. She leaves the stage later because I said that she... Well, I probably said, I don't know this. I'm assuming at some point I said that she was abusive to kids and she got up and left. Well, you we weren't can, allowed to ever say that. No. And, but she's allowed to say verbally assaulted, which is. Which she does to our kids every second of every day. Right. But she's so using. If you can't dish it out. Don't dish it out if you can't take it. Right. But she had to make sure it was verbally assaulted and physically assaulted. But we were only allowed to say she was a bully. Yeah. We weren't allowed to say, like, she verbally assaults our kids. We're not allowed to say it, but she can. I always did. Oh, yeah. And I always too. got in trouble. Yeah, same. So then Jeff invites Abby to play the name game with him, which is just a fucking way to, like, say rude things about us off the bat. There's no other reason. Because notice that he doesn't say, like, Holly or Jill, you know? It's only the people that they know she's going to say something ugly about. Um, so she has to say the first thing that pops in her head when she hears a name. So and of course Ke- I'm first. Kelly, foolish. Christy, evil. Why am I evil? Melissa, sly like a fox. Hey, um, I wonder what Abby would say about Melissa now that, uh, Abby has been the one screaming from the rooftops that Melissa turned her into the IRS. Oh, she did? Oh, Abby says it all the time. Does she? Yeah. I don't don't pay attention to what she does. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I know you know, but you didn't know she said it. Yeah, I know that, but I didn't know she was saying it in public. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. I wonder if Melissa would be evil now. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. She took your place. Maybe. I'm hoping. I'm sure she's not happy. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Chloe's hat. That's not a name. Death. Why is that death? Apple Court, plagiarism. Okay, so is Asia. So is Sophia. Yeah. You know, like, shut up. Kathy's purse, heavy, sharp, sharp. Oh, she just went on and on about that. Hurtful bludgeoning. It was, the purse was this big. Yes. And later on, she said she had bruises and oh, shit. Oh, I there, can't. But I, I think what she doesn't realize is we all saw it. She does this 
later on when she's talking yeah. about the scene and I wrote yeah. the exact same thing Kelly I'm like does I'm she like, not know it. like there is no way you could have bruised from that but not even just bruised from it the way she described the scene we were we saw the scene and it doesn't match up to what you're saying plus Abby there are cameras documenting it and everyone is watching the scene yeah, and they she's, see she's like I didn't throw in the water uh, uh, I think I seen that yeah <laughs> I think I saw water flying out of your bottle. Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't mean it. Well, I didn't mean it either. Yeah, I didn't mean it when I pulled your hair either. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. All right. So now we're all sitting. They show us in the green room. We're watching uh, the TV. We're like the little TV. We're watching what's happening. And I said, "Look, we're on a sofa. It's like a talk show." Because why would they put women in dresses on high stools on television? What? Who made that executive decision? That was yeah. awful. Because. The first of all, those stools were incredibly uncomfortable, yes. and the angle was like right up our dress. Sure. And I don't even think they had like a hook on the bottom for our feet. Feet. Yeah. So we were like dangling. dangling. It was terrible. Yeah. I remember those chairs being awful. Yeah. And then I said to Holly, "Give me one word to describe Abby," and Holly said, "Mean." And Jill said, "Oh, you stole mine." And I said, uh, "I say vindictive." I don't know what you said. I didn't you say said anything. A, you said a bitch. Probably. Yeah. I, I have a whole list of adjectives I could give. <laughs> and see, you do know English and grammar. You know an yes. adjective or the words that we use to describe Abby. Giant asshole. Okay. Yes. So Melissa goes out first. Well, she's not even out yet. So on stage, Jeff and Abby are talking about Melissa. And he says that for most of the season, Melissa has sided with the moms. He asks Abby how she feels about her loyalty being in question. And Abby's like, Melissa is so respectful. And she says that Melissa knows that Abby has Maddie McKenzie's best interest at heart. No shit. Yes. No shit. Exactly. That's why she's respectful to you. Exactly. You do not have anyone else's interest in mind. No. And she says, she says, Melissa knows that. She's not stupid. Right. Yeah. uh, Everybody knows that. Exactly. But when we bring it up, it's just just drink for hypocrisy drink for a contradiction okay so then abby says that melissa sided with the moms in order to be part of their clique even if it meant that maddie wasn't going to win when was maddie not winning like for a brief minute what what does being friends with the moms in the group have to do with maddie's success i wouldn't think that would have anything to do with it no no not at all and, At um, least it shouldn't have anything to do with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so she's disappointed that Melissa put her relationships before her children's success. Like, Abby shouldn't hold that against her, which is what you just said. Like, if she's friends with us, that shouldn't have anything to do with Maddie's success. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So uh, she says that let's get Melissa out here because I want to find out about this wedding, too. And Abby goes, you mean the wedding I wasn't invited to? Blech. Uh, yeah. Nobody was invited. Just Paige. Right. So Melissa comes out on the stage. And did you notice that she kisses Abby? Hi, Ab. She kisses her when she goes out? Of course she does. And then Jeff starts asking her about her her wedding. And she shows the audience her ring, which we know has been upgraded 18 times since then. Yes. yes she makes yes. it a point to tell us every year that she gets to upgrade her diamond. Great. I'm jealous, though. I wanted to say... I want to know why she gets asked a question about her marriage and we get asked questions about... Yeah, shitty stuff. Yeah. I I wanted to talk about my wedding. Yeah. 
No, you don't. Um, but then Melissa says, <laughs> Melissa says, my wedding was really sweet and or beautiful. I think she said beautiful. And that Greg cried. And then Jeff asked Melissa about the secrecy surrounding her wedding. And she's like, no, the moms knew about it, which no, we found out after. I mean, you might've known because Paige was going over, but we found out like, I think maybe I found out the day before because Minister Dawn married them and we were friends with Dawn. So I think Dawn told us, not Melissa. Yeah. And that um, the cameras weren't invited because Greg didn't want to get to be married or he didn't want to get married on TV. And Abby was saying stuff in the background that was like, well, you're marrying him. He should do what you say. And then Melissa's like, oh, no, no, he does everything I ask him to do and more. And Abby's like, well, not on television. Yeah. yeah. And the audience laughs. And I'm like, this is just painful. I don't blame Greg for not wanting it to be on camera. No. I mean, that's like an intimate moment. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I would want it on camera either. No, no. The point the point that I'm making has nothing to do with whether or not the, ca or the cameras were there. It has to do with Abby being like, you tell him what he's allowed to think and feel because now you're married to yeah, him. Maybe that's why she's still single. Maybe, maybe. So now we go into an audience question and the audience member said, you had mentioned to the other moms that you found the perfect wedding dress. Did you end up buying it? And she says, it was kind of stupid to wear it in my living room. However, I did buy a dress from the same store. Well, why was it stupid to wear that one and not the other one? Do you know? Because one was like an actual wedding dress. She didn't wear like an actual wedding dress. I think oh, it was I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All like right. a full length big gown she did not wear. Okay. I, I didn't know what she wore. I thought she wore like a dress dress. I don't think so. All right. Well, that makes sense. Then Jill goes, that's for your next wedding, Melissa. And she says it to us. And I actually thought that was funny. Like good, yeah. good for Jill. That was hysterical. The uh, audience question is how did siding with the other moms affect your relationship with Abby? Again, it shouldn't have any effect. Yeah. I, that should not even be a question. And Melissa says it definitely put a strain on her relationship with Abby, which it's funny because Abby later says that our back and forth about who called, didn't call was so junior high. Well, so is being mad at somebody for being friends with somebody else. Yeah. So, okay, pot. Kettle calling. And then the next audience question is, now that Maddie's back on top, how do the other moms feel about you? And you go, nobody gives a shit that Maddie's on top. No, like, nobody gives a shit about their stupid pyramid. Right. No, I know what you meant, but it was really funny. And then Jill's like, Maddie was never not on top. Are you kidding me? And Holly's like, that was never an issue, which is exactly right. So even if the audience thought like, oh my God, they have issues... And, uh, you know, everybody's now it's a fair playing field. Abby did that on purpose because the audience after season two was sick of it only being Maddie, Maddie, Maddie. And so Maddie was getting like not hate, but people were starting to kind of fall off of supporting her as much as the other kids. So Abby's like, hold on, I have to control this and make it seem like she's on everybody else's playing field to make the audience like compassionate for her. And I'm saying this and I'm not being a bitch. I'm telling you, we watched it from our side. Everything that Abby did was so calculated. Yeah. And she would pay attention. Yeah. So she did things on purpose. So it was, Maddie was never not on top. And that's what I think we were trying to say, but it probably got edited out. It, yeah. It never comes across the way it's supposed to. No. Um. So... Then this, we go back to a discussion on a different topic where Abby's favoritism, which 
they're talking about if the favoritism affected the other moms. And then Abby goes into this whole thing about how all the girls have the ability to be her favorite, but Maddie is the only one who consistently steps up to the plate by being on time, prepared, ready to perform, and in peak physical condition. Okay. Go ahead. I know you have lots of thoughts on that. First of all, we were all on time. Exactly. We I'm had always, no choice. I'm always early for everything I do. Anybody that knows me knows I'm on time. Yeah. And we all had a call time that we had to abide by. So it wasn't yeah. that only Maddie, we were all on time because we were on a show. But I think what she's saying is we didn't go in early. Oh, you mean pulling our kids like, from school? Yeah. And as far as not being prepared, me and you were the ones that were always prepared for anything. And helped everybody else with it. So kiss my ass on that because we were always prepared. And our kids would, and Abby has even said this. She's admitted this. No matter what it was, our kids were always dressed perfectly, prepared for it, and they were ready to go. Always. Like with the pageant titles, everything. But maybe she meant prepared because she knew the dance. Because Abby had taught it to her earlier in the day. Well, we can't be prepared and learn the dance of shit. I mean, it's not going to teach it to us. But I'm saying that this is the shit that she says that is against our kids, but she knows that we can't do it. Yeah. But she's saying it. So the world is like, oh man, those kids aren't prepared. Only Maddie cares. And I'm like, I think at the time I can say, I think Chloe and Paige, I'll just speak for those two. Cause I mean, Brooke had already been through it with Abby, but I think they would have like, cut off their finger to been Abby's favorite to get out of the crosshairs. I think they would have cut off their finger to learn the dance early. So they had more time to learn it. Or they would have cut off their finger for not being told they were stupid for not knowing the next step because they didn't learn the dance early. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, it's, I can't stand it because it's so Let's take a moment out of this podcast to thank one of our sponsors, shall we, Kelly? Yes. You know, since my kids were here, um, they drink that AG1 every day before they go to the gym. Oh. Yeah. So they had to try it. Yeah. I tried it. And I love that I don't have to take my vitamin because I take vitamins and probiotics. So with this, it's just like I take a scoop and put it in the water and drink it once a day, every day. And I don't have to take all that vitamins and stuff. Oh yeah. I think vitamins are tough to take every day. Yes. I can't stand. They're all so big and hard to swallow. Yeah. They're horse vitamins. They are. (laughs) Since drinking AG1 daily, I felt more energized. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, and pre and probiotics and more, but it's powerful, healthy habit. That's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. You know, I've definitely tried a lot of different supplements over the years, but taking multiple supplements, just like you said, every day isn't really all that efficient and it's not always effective either. And this is why AG1 has been a game changer because just one daily scoop of AG1 covers my nutrient gaps and supports my mental and physical health in just 60 seconds every morning. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus, which makes it easy to maintain daily habit. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you wanna take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five 
free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash bar. That's drinkag1.com slash bar. Check it out. So then Jeff brings up the time that Holly calls Abby a monstrosity of evil. I loved that. I did too, but what the fuck is the Holly segment such a love fest for? Abby's like, I respect Holly, but I think she was wrong in saying it, but it was a rough day, a rough weekend. Well, how about when you're like verbally assaulting our children? That was yeah, a rough weekend when you for threw me too. A chair at my kid, and I said something. That, you know, I I was the psycho there. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm laughing at the milk duds because it looks like you're doing a milk duds ad. Sorry. No, it's cute. It's not it's funny. an ad. And they're all stuck together in there. That's because you live in Florida and it's hot. I know. All right. So Jeff asks how she is with Holly, and she's like, she's okay with Holly. And then they start bringing about or bringing up how Abby frequently criticizes how Holly dresses. And Abby was like, I costume dancers. And I think you should costume to show off your assets and hide your flaws. Holly doesn't do that. Abby is good at that. Yep. Show off your decollete. Show off your beautiful broad shoulders. Show off that gorgeous face. Don't show off the cankles. She is very good at that. Yep. She doesn't so, she doesn't do it to herself though. I was just gonna say that. She is good yeah, for like other she people. Take her advice and, and because she she knows how to do it. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Like I don't know why she always wears that same outfit because she does know what she's doing. And I credit a lot of me knowing what I'm doing to her. Oh yeah. I mean, she's all I mean, since I've been two and a half, she's been telling me shit to do, you know? Yeah, but wear red plastic rhinestone crap is not one of these suggestions. Yeah, because yeah, I, I just don't get it because she does know what she's talking about. She just doesn't put it to herself. And I have never seen anyone else on this planet dress like Abby. Yeah. You know, I mean. Maybe that's why she does it because she's different. Uh, oh, that's not true. I, Ursula kind of gives me Abby vibes. <laughs> a little bit. All right. So Holly comes out and Abby and Melissa are both like, oh my God, look at your tiny waist. And then Jeff's I like, thought you- Holly looked beautiful. Her hair and makeup. I yeah. Thought I thought her beautiful. hair and makeup looked beautiful too. And he I, said, I said earlier, we all look like shit. I, I actually thought Holly looked very good. I agree. And Jeff's like, you do look amazing. Did you take Abby's advice? And Holly ever, the diplomat said, as much as I wanted to resist Abby and her fashion tidbits, there was good constructive criticism that I was able to apply. I do think of some of the things Abby says when I'm outfitting myself. Abby's fucking beaming. She's uh-huh. like, I got credit. I like mm-hmm. credit. But you notice how she had the full length dress on, covered the cankles. Right. <laughs> That's not me saying she has cankles. That was Abby. But No, I know. But then Jeff brings up the monstrosity of evil. And Abby's like, at least it was a good tagline. It took some thought. If we had called her a monstrosity of evil, she would have been like, you're awful. Yeah, just, it would have been, like, the yeah. ass kissing is beyond. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of good comebacks, and I didn't get praised for them. Exactly. Exactly. I had great comebacks. Well, you know who yeah. praises us now? Yeah. All of our bitches. Yes. They love us. Thank goodness. Yeah, you guys make us feel good. So, then we get into the whole reason that they were fighting that day, and it was Nia's medical condition, which caused Holly to lash out, and Abby's... I can't. This makes me want to vomit. I know when a kid is in pain, I can hear a bone break from three rooms away. Need I go back and remind you of just grind down the hip? Yes. That's her sound medical advice. Grind down Paige the hip. Paige broke her foot right in front of her and they wouldn't let Paige go to the hospital, remember? Yeah. So she was done competing for the day. Right, right. 
Yeah, exactly. But Abby can hear a bone break three, um, three, whatever. She was three inches from Paige when yeah. she was <laughs> Oh, okay. So Abby goes on to say, Nia should have just dealt with the pain since it wasn't related to R&D. It, since R&D isn't related to a physical injury, nor would it cause her to become even more injured. And then an audience question says, Nia's pain disorder is caused by stress. Do you really think dance is the best environment for her? And Holly's like, this is my most asked question. But Nia needs to learn to deal with stress in her everyday life. And taking away dance would be punishing Nia by removing a part of what of who she is. And ha- Abby's amen, sister. Abby loved that answer, yes. And she's high-fiving her. But our kids like dance and we're told she tells chloe later you should be a girl scout and she tells brooke to grind it down grind it down and uh holly says nia's a tough cookie they're all tough cookies and then audience question see why do they get these questions and ours suck she says you always ask nia how her pain is on a scale from one to ten so on a scale of one to ten how much pain does abby cause you holly laughs they're all laughing it's all fun on it when it's on a nine to ten scale that's when at Holly starts calling Abby things like a monstrosity of evil. And then um, Abby says that in the heat of the moment, she wasn't even sure if it was a compliment or an insult. This is the most sickening love fest I've ever seen. <laughs> it is. It is so sickening. Ah, hey, but we're coming out soon. Oh, the yeah. love fest will be over. Oh, yeah. So then we go into Brooke doing a solo, The Animals Know, which I'm glad they showed that because it's a great dance. And I did want to point out, I think this is one of the only reunions that all of the girls got to do a solo on. Did Paige do one? She'll do one in part two. She does? Yeah. I'm almost certain of it. I think they all, I could be wrong, but I think they all do one, which is nice because usually they just pick, you know, whatever, a couple. So it was nice that they all got to do it. So then we're back with Jeff and Abby on stage and the audience says, it's a question about you, of course. And this is what I mean. Like the audience says during the season, you said Kelly isn't very bright. Do you still feel this way? Meanwhile, it's like, Melissa, did you buy your wedding dress? And then this one is like, do you think Kelly's a stupid motherfucker? <laughs> like, I mean, it's um, berserk, bizarre. The thing that's sad is Abby thinks I'm stupid because of decisions I made when I was 15. Like, that's what she goes back to, is that I quit dancing. That's what she refers to all the time. I was 15, for God's sakes. I don't get it. Like, I'm married. I have three kids, a beautiful home. Like, what what bad decisions did I make? Yeah, I... I'm trying to like think through that. I mean, it's obvious that Abby was just jealous, you know? And like, here's the other thing too. When you quit dance when you were 15, and Kelly, I you could have been fucking Anna Pavlova. I have no idea what kind of dancer you were. It, it was a different time of the world where what career could you really have gone on to do with dance other than just like, go be a dancer? You know, yeah. like now you can do a million things. There's conventions, there's you know, choreography that you can do. You can, a bazillion things. Yeah. It was a little bit more limited back then. So if you're not going on to be a professional dancer, why wouldn't you quit and go do something that you were going to, that was going to serve you for the rest of your life? I I, I don't understand. I agree. I I don't understand it at all. Yeah. I have no idea. And and she's, that's why she gets so bad at Brooke because she said Brooke was doing the same thing I did. 
when I was her age. Well, maybe Brooke didn't want to be a dancer. No, I don't think she did. I mean, according to you, on last week's after party, Brooke didn't even want to practice to be small fry. <laughs> ah, poor kid. Not on vacation, she didn't. That's for sure. Well, listen, I did crazy shit. Like, we all did crazy shit. Like, that's the thing is we were giving our kids, like, we were we were doing what we needed to do for our kids to succeed in the world that they chose to be in. But yet Abby criticized it all. But she would praise Melissa for doing it, but criticize us. Criticize us, yeah. Yeah. When we did it, it was we were living through our children. Yeah. So Abby goes on to say that you were a beautiful girl with an amazing future, but you threw it all away. And then in the green room, you're like, is this beat up Kelly day? And I'm like, oh, no, it's it's coming. The day has to I just don't understand what I threw away. Well, I don't know. Abby's. I pursued what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a mom. And that's what I did. And I have three beautiful, perfect kids. Yeah. So that's Abby's whatever her take on it. Abby goes on to say that all you want to do is have fun. And that's how you're raising your kids. Fun, 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 fun. But it puts them at a disadvantage when life is way more competitive now compared to when you were growing up. And you go out on stage and Jeff's like, oh, you look beautiful, including your tan. And you're like, that's what you get in L.A. And then I wondered, I wondered if that was one of the days that we went to the fucking beach. Yeah, because I was going to say, when did I have time to get a tan in L.A.? I have no idea. I, I don't know if it was because I had my house in Florida then. I That's what I thought. I was, like in Florida for a little bit before we filmed. I don't know. I don't remember. But I know I wasn't laying out in L.A. Well, where did we film last week's episode? It was in. Um, well, last week was the. Abby's reunion. Yeah. What was it before that? Oh, God. Were we in Detroit? Well, we weren't in L.A., but I guess yeah. they might have flown us to L.A. for the reunion. So yeah, we might have had time in had between. A days, yeah. Yeah. So then he brings up you coming back at the beginning of season three. And I'll let you say this, but you talk about how you returned because it was what your kids wanted to do. And it's been hard to stay quiet, but you've been managing, especially because you don't always agree with Abby, the things she says and does. And then you're like, but no matter what I do, my kids are still at the bottom. Yeah, because at this point, and I... I I said this before. When I started season three, I that was my goal. Right. Was for me to keep my mouth shut so my kids could do better. Be punished right. by things I said. Well, none of that has happened. We're still in the bottom <laughs> pyramid. Yeah. We still don't get solo. So, yeah, no. I, I, that's why I think I blew up at season four because it, I was just, for this whole season, I was trying to keep my mouth shut and it just blew my top at one day, you know? Yeah. Because no matter what I did, I I couldn't win. Well, right. But also, I love that you said that you had to return because it's what your kids wanted. Because you wanted to be like, well, I was under contract. I had to Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to play the fucking game. It's so irritating. And then you get an audience question, which again, remember, Holly's was like, how much does Abby annoy you? Did you buy your wedding dress? Yours was, we've never seen you and Christy fight like that. Christy said that you never called while she was on suspension. How do you feel about that? Didn't we fucking fight about this for about three weeks earlier in the season? Yes. But let's bring it up. It is so stupid. It's the dumbest fight. Uh, When I watch it, I I sat here last night like this, and I'm like, you two need to shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. And uh, my attitude was just like i'm telling you somebody pissed in my wheaties that morning yeah but you they know had what? to have gotten me pissed off in the back at you for some reason because i was pissed i could tell sitting up there yeah but i also wondered too yes i'm sure i'm sure somebody prepped you and said so- that i said something or whatever 
but I also do wonder too if the environment of reunion shows was even more stressful than filming a regular episode. So I wonder if it was just one of those things where you're like, oh, I'm going to either fight with Abby or Christy. Christy's easier to fight with. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it could have been that. I don't, I don't, I didn't even remember we fought. I didn't this, either. At this at all. So I'm like, wait, we fought? I'm watching. I'm like, I don't yeah. remember. I have no memory of this. I didn't remember until you told me. Not I watched it this morning. Well, I texted you and I'm like, do you remember fighting on the reunion? Yeah. You're like, no. No. So then in the green room, I said, you did not call me three times. And and Melissa, and she Holly did. Said, I was there. And so did Holly. She said she called you upstairs on the bus. She called you more than once. And then Abby says, who cares? That's like seventh grade. Who cares? And then I guess I said, why don't you come to my house? I think I said that in Florida, which was stupid. And you're like, I agree with Abby. And I wanted to punch you through the screen. P.S. You said, I'm not going to drive to your house if you're not going to answer my phone call. And then Jeff's like, you guys really went at it. Let's get Christy out here. And Abby is loving life that we're fighting. Oh, absolutely. She is like, absolutely. so like, yeah. you know, she could like, it was like she was looking at her chops like Tweety Bird. I do have to say, though, between you and I. I think she would be picking me. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, you can in, tell. In this situation, yeah. She's on my side. Oh, absolutely. You can tell she's on your side when you watch yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I come out on the stage. Jeff greets me. And, oh, God. I started. I'm like, we talk on the phone several times a day. This is you just didn't, stupid. You didn't call me for you several days. Me. I didn't call you. And I'm like, <laughs> during stupid. 10 situations involving my girls, I was your biggest cheerleader. And you're like, when was I never there for Chloe? And I was like, no, I didn't say that. I said, you didn't call me for a few days. And that's very honest. Christy, you know what? You don't even want to go there. And I wrote, you got pissy fast. I wrote that in my notes. I'm I like, did. Why That's are you what I'm so saying. Pissy? Like, I really had an attitude. I don't know why. I mean, you got pissed. And I was like, wow, yeah. okay. And then you said, why would you say that you're my kid's biggest advocate? And I wasn't. You can ask Abby. And I'm like, fuck you. Literally, when you brought her, I'm like, fuck you. She's well, like. Because she was there. Because I was sticking up for Chloe at Pyramid and stuff. Well, I know. But we just don't. We don't bring her into things. But anyway, um, you said you can, who can't stand either one of us, who was sticking up for your kid? And then I say that emotions were running high because we were competing against Kathy at the competition. And you say that my emotions were also running high. That's when I, when I said something about the hat being dropped, you flipped on me. When I, when you said this, it made me go back and think about it. And I think what, could have happened at one point is we knew anything we talked about on camera could be like brought up and used down the line and I brought up the you brought up the hat before Abby came in the room and I probably was like shut up and you're like well she's gonna fucking talk about it anyway and I'm like but don't talk about it you know that yeah. probably is what I'm talking about in That's that I sentence yeah I was like oh that that makes sense that I would have been pissy about that yeah but you know Abby was going to talk about that. Of course. Of course. But I'm also like just trying to make it as small as possible because there were other times when shit would happen, but honestly, it was never our kids, that Abby yeah. never brought it up. Although I will say that when Brooke missed the bus on Rosa Parks, that she didn't really bring it up. Because well, I made a joke out of it. But you couldn't even tell Brooke missed the bus. I could tell she missed the bus. I'm eating a cracker. I'm eating I, milk duds. I needed a little cracker break. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. 
Okay, so we go back and forth about why I was upset. And Abby's like, well, what I remember is that Chloe screwed up a turn section at the beginning of Pink Lemonade and Kendall beat Chloe. And I said, well, Chloe gets beat all the time. You make sure of it. I'm used to it, which is true. She gives her shit choreography. I don't understand why it was such a big deal that Kendall beat Chloe. Well, because Kendall was inferior, according to Abby. Which, if I was Jill, I'd be pissed about this. But Abby goes, not by Kendall. Like, really smug. And I said, why are you so smug about it, Abby? Because what I was trying to point out is, what the fuck are you saying about Kendall? That she sucks? Yeah. You know, like... That's basically what she was saying. Right. So that was my... I'm like, why are you so smug about it? Like, come on. Do we not see that she's actually being rude to Kendall, too? Yeah. And I say, I don't feel like I was wrong. I wanted to leave, frankly, because I was sick of Chloe being treated the way Abby treats her. Abby came back with a vengeance this year because she hates me. And Abby also came back with a vengeance because Chloe won season two nationals and beat Maddie. And Abby could not fucking deal with that. If you watch the entire show, you will see the minute we come back, she starts being rude, like in knocking down her dance ability as soon as we come back for season three. I was like, Chloe's not a good dancer anymore because she had to like propel that storyline. She's yeah. furious. Yeah. And then Abby goes, okay, I'm finished. I'm finished. And she like walks off. And I said, I did not say anything wrong. But she's like, nope, nope. And I just wanted to tell you, you're welcome. But why is she allowed to walk off the stage and not come back? when? Because I, I seem to remember one of the reunions I walked off and I was like made to go back. Let me just tell you. I did a montage on the outrageous, the epic showdowns clip yeah. show that's coming up. Yeah. We all walked out at different times on, because I, there, one of the episodes is all of us walking out. Like I'm but done. They, I'm they done. They made us go back. Oh yeah. She missed the whole damn thing almost. Well, she was back negotiating. Cause remember she would leave exactly. and they would make her negotiate like yeah. how many and tens they pay of thousands. more money. Yeah. yeah. And not to us. go back out. We'll take your life if you don't get back out on stage. Or call us a fame whore. You're a fame whore. Get out there, you fame whore. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Okay, so I said, I did not do anything wrong. So we come back, and this is where I have to point out, we get a nice tight shot of Jeff's um, picnic shirt. Yeah. Why is he wearing the ugliest shirt? I don't know. It's terrible. I don't know who picked that. Yeah. And then I'm like, why do you think Abby is tough on Chloe? And I said, it's obvious. Abby's not tough on Chloe. There's a difference between being tough and being cruel. And I do think that in season three, she crossed the line. I could only speak about my daughter. She started being very cruel to Chloe in season three, like not calling her by her name, calling her a sneak, like just always saying like you suck. Just it it went from being tough to being cruel. And Abby in the green room. Yes. Again, it wasn't about. Dance. It was Dance about season. her. Yeah. 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 And she said, it's not a big issue. Your kid got beat. Chloe can't dance anymore and you can't handle it. Go to Girl Scouts. And I just wrote whore. But we just talked about her telling kids to go to Girl Scouts. Yeah. And I say that you refuse to call Chloe by her name, which is demeaning. I mean, it is so demeaning. And then Abby goes, you don't want me to say stupid anymore? I looked it up. Dim, dim-witted, half-wit. I got lots of words. My students learn from their mistakes. Chloe has not learned anything. Anybody who watched this show, who thinks that Abby was not a horrible human being to my daughter, watch that sentence. That she just said, you don't want me to call stupid anymore instead of Chloe. I looked up other words, dim, dim-witted, half-wit. I got lots of words. Hey, you fucking I'm bitch. I'm dingbat. 
I'm Dingbat. <laughs> Listen, Dingbat. Or was it, is it Dingbat? Listen, Dingbat. What is it? Yeah, I think I was Dingbat. Yeah. No, I know you're Dingbat. I'm trying to think. I've heard this fucking clip so many times. It will live rent free in my head. No, I didn't Dingbat. Listen, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just five dollars. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. So I feel like a lot of times we don't always talk about the things that are bothering us. We keep them bottled up. We keep everything inside. We shove those things down deep. And unfortunately, I think it sometimes starts to affect us negatively. Have you ever found yourself maybe not being able to deal with the situation or maybe even having an outburst? Well, Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. So I personally felt like I was carrying around 500 pounds of baggage on my back every single day after dance bombs. Is anybody shocked? I'm not. And I'm pretty sure Kelly could say the same because remember the whole dumpster situation? And I really benefited a lot by going to therapy. It took me a while to get there, but once I was finally in therapy, I was able to get those things off my chest. I was able to walk through them, figure them out, unpack them, and start to feel lighter and brighter and live a much, much more fulfilled life. So it's helpful to learn positive coping skills in therapy, but also how to set boundaries. And it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bar today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bar. So now we go back to what was upsetting me that day. And you're like, well, you guys clearly haven't patched this up yet. And I was like, well, we did until you started. Yeah, until you roused it up. I'm actually a little surprised that it was such a big thing because I felt like we moved past it, but maybe Kelly has it. 
And then here's my next question. Audience question eight. Do you think it's possible for Chloe to have the type of relationship with Abby that Abby has with Maddie? Oh, God, no. And I was like, uh, no, never. Abby will never treat Chloe like that. Abby likes Maddie. She doesn't like Chloe. And they show Abby in the back going like this. You just called her stupid, dim, dim-witted, half-wit, and not to dance anymore. Yeah. But you're acting surprised that I said you don't like her? Oh, okay. So... Jeff's like, well, maybe Abby just doesn't like Chloe because she doesn't like you. And I said, no, Abby doesn't like me, but she doesn't care for Chloe. If I like somebody, I, I would think be- she likes Chloe. What? I do think she likes Chloe. Okay, but this is my point. She called Chloe a sneak, a snake, a liar. You don't call somebody that you like those words. Yeah. So I, I don't know. think she likes Chloe. And I said, I don't think there's anything that Chloe or I could do to ever ensure that Abby would have a good relationship. And then Jeff hard pivots and says that I punched a camera and I said yeah I said I didn't I pushed the cameraman away from you which by the way they never showed that they showed me in the hallway screaming at children to get away from me when it served them but now they want to make it seem like now I'm they make violent it that you're I'm punching the, the camera. cameraman I'm like pick your narrative yeah what's the narrative so anyway uh, you go on to say that you tried to be well behaved this season so that Abby would treat your kids better, but she still doesn't. And then you're like, I just think she doesn't like the way I parent my kids. And they show Abby in the back. And I think she looks a little nervous because it's you and me out on stage talking about her with Jeff and she's not there to jump in and like, tell us we're idiots. And blah, blah, blah. so I think she looked a little nervous. Yeah. And I say, I think that Abby feels that I'm a threat to her because I don't back down and bow down to her like Melissa does. And I say that she provides a service, but that doesn't give her the power to dictate how. No, you say she provides a service, but that doesn't give her the power to dictate how we live our lives. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, She's a fucking dance teacher. Just like when she's like, I raised so many kids. Raising a child. Like... And and being their dance teacher is two different things. Totally different things, yeah. Yeah, like... Have you ever walked the floor with a baby sick to death at like 3 a.m., five nights in a row, like screaming? Right. She would never do it. That's raising a child, you know, watching them like sob their heart out over their first heartbreak or Or feel so disappointed. You're being mean. Yeah. That's raising a child, not fucking telling them to put a bow on when they're in the airport. Yeah. So next. Jeff pivots and he starts talking about Jill and have we seen any changes in Jill since she first came on the show? And you go, she got rid of her 900 number voice. And I say, and the poof, Jill has still, Jill still wears the poof. She never got rid of the yeah. poof. Yeah. Did she have the she poof on the other day? A little bit. She can't help herself. Yeah. And she was in there with her red can of hairspray. What is it? Big sexy. Big sexy. She still carries that shit in her purse. Oh I don't I don't carry hairspray no more. That's yeah, Jill, man. And I say, I like Jill, even if she's shrill sometimes. I think she's funny. And you say, you just like Jill because you like to make fun of her outfits. And yeah, I said, oh my God, Jill. True. Yes. And then this gets put like brushed right over. But I say, oh my God, Jill gives me banter for days. And I said, she showed up one time dressed like Puss in Boots. Do you remember that? No. We were doing that. I don't know if they ever showed that. We were doing like some garage sale or some shit in the parking lot at the aldc remember we had to be out in the parking yeah, lot remember i was selling my aldc t-shirts uh-huh. of mine and or my old jackets 
Yeah. And Abby was like, don't sell those. Those will be worth some money someday. Oh, God. I had to take them all in. She took them all off of me. I think yeah. she took them. Yeah, she probably sold them in her fucking garage sale that she did online the other day or yeah. the other month. But wait, so that day that we were doing that, Jill had on these gloves. She had on a full on. It looked like a she looked like a Civil War reenactment, like in her cape. And then she had on that hat. I think I do remember She looked that. like pleasant boots. It was the most ridiculous outfit I've ever seen. Did that ever air? No. You got the world has never seen Jill in her Puss in Boots outfit. You guys yeah. should all be mad. I even remember what I wore to that stupid thing. What'd you have on? Like a red long uh, jacket. Yeah, I know exactly what you With that had on. big collar. Yep. yep. I like that jacket. Yep. Might not have ever aired. That sucks. Yeah. And then Jeff says, let's see what she's dressed like today. Please welcome Jill. And Jill walks out and she's so funny. She goes, this is all I got today. But she was normal. Yeah, and um, Jill Jeff goes, no cowboy hat, no Muppet. He was going to say no Muppet fur. Jill rolls her eyes, and then I say, look at those legs. And she's like, your boobs, you your boobs. And I was yeah. like, no, I was saying you had nice legs. Settle down. My boobs, were, my boobs were coming out. Yeah, they were out. Sometimes you showed up with some boobs. Yeah, I don't know where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find them. <laughs> we could file a missing persons report. Yes. Two double yes. A's. I, I must have had way better push-up bras or something. I, were you wearing the water bra back then? I don't know. Remember the time so. that you had on the water bra yeah. and Morgan popped it? Yeah. And you it, thought it, she we, peed on her? Yeah. Yeah. Or she peed on you? Yep. All right. So... Now Jeff brings up some of Jill's more memorable uh, moments, yelling, storming out, throwing water on Kathy and asks her what moment made her the angriest. And Jill says, Kathy makes her the angriest even now. And then I say more angry than Abby when she gets on Kendall. And she's like, well, yes, because I pay Abby to critique Kendall. Right. Critique and bully is two different things. Two different things. Yeah. And Kathy. See, I thought she would have picked the moment when she threw the shoe. I don't think it was season three. I think that was season two. That's why it was this season. And she said, Kathy never has nice things to say. And then an audience question was, you hired your own costume costume designer for Kendall this season and you got new headshots. Why is this so important to you? That's the girl who had the same haircut. They were like, had the same haircut. Um, but Jill didn't hire them people. No, the show did. The, the show did. So Jill has to like, you know, pretend, pretend. Like and she's she like, well, you know, them, yeah. I have to make Kendall feel good about herself and get the best opportunities. See, I don't think at the reunion they should ask them kind of questions because we have to keep lying. It's the fourth wall, you know, like, yeah, we're lying and it's not, we're not on the show. So we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, I think that's wrong because they picked the question. They wrote the questions for of the course. fans. Did you notice that every fan had an accent? Like there was no fans from the United States. It sounded like. Yeah. Every fan was foreign. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I I was a little like, I didn't notice it until like the fourth or fifth one. I'm like, oh my God, everyone has an accent. Mm -hmm. That was really they unusual. Did. So next, the audience question was, why do you think you had to hide the private lessons? Now, I did feel bad for Jill here because she's like, like, I didn't hide a private. Gianna came up to her in the hall to perpetuate drama. And Jill's like, it wasn't a private you know, I was working with a teacher without your duet partner, but you say that, that we're working without the duet partner goes against the purpose of a duet. And you're like, it wasn't a private lesson with Gianna. She wasn't doing the choreography of the duet. And she's like, Holly took offense to it. 
And I would never offend another child or a mom on purpose. I, I don't think any of us would have like no. purposely been, well, I should say almost none of us. Yeah. I, I think it was just kind of the timing, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So Jill's like, you know, I'll think twice about doing it again in the future, but you know, she did say, we're going to have to agree to disagree. It was not a private lesson. Then we see Chloe do what about mother? And then we see Maddie do breaking down walls. And I do want to say that the choreography for Maddie's solo is exquisite. That it mm-hmm. really is such a good duet or solo. It really yeah. is. Music's beautiful. It's just such a good dance. Yeah. So then then we're all out on stage. Okay, all of us. And then Jeff brings up the fight again between you and I. Um, you know, that that Kelly wants to set the record straight. Did you say I want to set the record straight? I'm curious. I would never say that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But Melissa says I'm too stupid to say that. Right. Yeah, you're so stupid. You wouldn't think to say that. So yeah. Melissa says, I went to Kelly's house right after I took the girls to school. It was 830 in the morning and Kelly called Christy from her house and I watched her. And I don't know it. I get very angry right there. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder if You're there like, was nah. more that was yeah, said in between. You were like, you knew that didn't happen. And I was like, that's a lie. And you know it. There was something going on that week and you were pissed off. So you didn't call me. So it sounds like I'm responding to you, not Melissa. Yeah. And so I I don't know. So again, we're fucking back and forth. And then I say, you were being a bitch too. And you said, yeah, but I called you. And, um, and I was like, dear God, can we beat a dead horse more? It's terrible. So now he goes to the audience questions and Melissa, uh, can you tell us how Broadway baby's death affected you? And why was it so important for you to dedicate Maddie's solo to Broadway baby? And then I love that Melissa's like, I was really close to Broadway baby. We were best friends. We had necklaces that were hearts that were cut in half. I'm surprised Jill didn't speak up because she was saying that she babysat her. Jill babysat her a couple of times too. So I'm surprised Jill didn't speak up there. I, I was waiting well, for that. Well, Jill brings up the fact that the group wasn't allowed to be dedicated to Broadway baby, which was what upset the rest of the moms. And Melissa said, we all have regrets. And that's something I do regret doing. I think it was pretty stupid that I did that. I think this is going to sound mean, but I don't mean it meanly. I think Melissa looks really pretty at the reunion here. You know, like, I know you haven't done things like I've had filler and Botox and blah, blah, blah. I think Melissa looks prettier than than I do. I I think that, um, I don't know. I, I just think she looks very pretty here. And I didn't realize like, how different she looks now versus versus then, you yeah. know? So I was like, oh, wow, she really looks pretty. And then I kind of see some other things and I'm like, oh, I, I personally thought she looked better. I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mean that. It, that sounds That's mean. why I don't get any of that stuff. You never know how it's going to look. Yeah. So audience question 12, Kelly and Christy, were you hurt you weren't <laughs> invited to Melissa's wedding? Uh, I was like, uh, no, nor, and I wasn't surprised. Like, Melissa and I do not get along. Yeah. Why in fuck's name would she invite me to her wedding that she had in her living room, you know? Yeah. It was like a little tiny personal affair. I think if it wasn't in her living room, I would have been offended. Right. Right. I mean, I was very good friends with Melissa. Yes. So... I think I would have been offended if she had it somewhere and I wasn't invited. But because well, it was sure. in our living room, I was like, okay, well, nobody was invited. Yes. Um, and then you say it wasn't 
you thought it was strange considering how much time we all spend together. And then Melissa totally ignores the question. And she's like, I'm happily married and I'm having a big party and you guys can all come to that. (laughs) Which we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. So then the next audience question, Mackenzie never danced because she was injured. And then she went to dance on The View. How do you all feel about that? And Jill thinks it was right because Mackenzie was always part of the problem. And I say the problem wasn't that Mackenzie shouldn't have been part of the group. I said it was the fact that Melissa made a big deal out of her injury initially and that she made it seem long term, like it was super serious. She even said, and I remember her saying this, she might not even be able to dance again. And when I said that, all, every one of you, including Holly and Jill, who are like closer friends with Melissa, are nodding along in agreement on stage. Like she said that. And she's like, I never said that. And I said, well, you know, she came in with a a boot on when she was supposed to compete against Asia. And I said, you made such a big deal out of the foot. And then all of a sudden it was miraculously healed going on the view. I said, whoopee heels. I definitely think. I mean, I wanted Mackenzie to be in the group because she yeah. obviously was part of the group, but it was a little strange that all of a sudden it was just perfect. It was fine. fine. We never heard about the foot again. No. So she went from not being able to ever dance again to being perfect. Right. So now Jeff changes the subject, but he's like, who wants to talk about Kathy? And everybody groans, but I remember vividly thinking like, fuck yeah, bring Kathy out here because then I don't have to fight anymore. Then he brings up the fight with Kathy. And I love this fight because it was such a big fight and I wasn't there. Yeah. yeah I'm like, But you Great. missed out. It was good. I, I, I was there, but I didn't have any part of it. I just stood back and watched them all be crazy. They, so if you notice, they showed a clip of this, like the fight, I think coming up, coming back from commercial or whatever, they show that fight. And it's clips that weren't used on the air. It was like more of a continuous clip. Kelly, you were so all in. You're like, ooh, what's coming up oh, next? I know. You were I like know. loving it. Was it. An, it was an exciting day and I was not involved. I know. I loved it. I but was it was hysterical it. watching. You're like, oh, what's up next? Ooh. I was. <laughs> yeah. And Jill's like, Kathy was disrespectful and that she doesn't regret what she did. And Kathy's watching and she's talking to the TV like like a lunatic. Then she comes out on stage and I wrote, she called me a disco ball, exclamation point, exclamation point. That dress was so disco. Crazy. I I don't even, I wouldn't even look at that on the show, let alone try it on and buy it. It was like an American girl disco ball skater dress. Yeah. And then her hair wasn't brushed out. Yeah. Whoever the hair person was that day was not good. No. Again, I, the whole entire time I'm watching this, I was distracted by those little piggly curls on my head. I'm like, what is happening? So anyway, Kathy goes on to say, Abby ignores her now and won't even say her name. And I said, oh, you're like Chloe. And she said, you're right. Um, Abby doesn't know how to say Chloe's name either. And, uh, oh, I love this. Kathy goes on to talk about how Abby will only call her by name at meet and greets when she's bashing Kathy by saying she doesn't have a studio and she's a terrible dance teacher, but then adds that Abby inadvertently ends up giving Kathy publicity and she thanks Abby for that. Did you happen to catch Abby in the green room? Yeah. She goes, oh, like, yeah, no, she didn't do it like that. She was like, oh, but that's the reason Abby came back out. Because Uh, absolutely, that's the reason Abby agreed to come back out was because she wasn't going to let Kathy get away with that. Yeah. And she did gasp. So that obviously got her, like, got her goat. Yeah. Because that's something Abby does. Uh Uh-huh. Like, and says, like, and she doesn't mention people's names and stuff because Mm -hmm. of that. Right. 
Oh, yeah. So Jeff then says that Jill's still mad at Kathy. Jill says it was respectful to talk about a child. And Kathy says, well, I'm a dance teacher, so I was giving a critique. And then you said, okay, so what was your excuse for doing it to Paige? And she said, I did not do that to Paige. Abby set your kid up and you need to know that. And then you go, I 100% agree. And I'm like, Kelly, you just contradicted yourself. What I meant was that Abby made it happen, but they still talked yeah, about it. they engaged in it. Like okay. Abby, Abby brought Paige out and hurt Paige, but right. they shouldn't have been talking about her to begin with. Right. Okay. So now um, the audience question is, Kathy, what do you think about Jill? And Kathy says she's a studio hopper. She cozies up to former students to get information. And then he's like, oh, well, here comes Nia dancing. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know why I cut everybody off. Maybe so it wasn't so long, but. I don't know. So now back on the stage, it's all of us. Abby does come back out. But by the way, when did you watch this on Lifetime? Yes. Did you see the ad for that show called Prison Brides? I fast forwarded. It's wild. It's people who like get into relationships, like pen pal relationships with prisoners and like marry them and they don't meet them until they get out of prison. Oh my goodness. You're That's kidding. the most lifetime show I've ever heard in my life. Oh my gosh. No, I, I always fast forward through the commercials. Yeah. And I need to know how much it cost Abby to get how much it cost them to get Abby back out there. It had to have yeah. at least been 30, 40, 50 grand, at least. I say yeah. probably 50. It was usually 50. around 50. I was going to say 50. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. 50 grand to come back out for 10 minutes. Great. So then Jeff brings up the, the hit heard around the world. And Kathy's like, I only swatted her with a little patent leather purse. And then, you know, Abby's like, oh, you know, she's all indignant. And she said, I'm sure Abby's flu shot hurt a heck of a lot worse than that little swat. I agree, Kathy. And Kathy interrupts because Abby's asking Abby and she's like, but I want to say something before she answers. She says, I want to add that the reason I swatted Abby was because she threw water on me. And then Abby, this is where it's true. Right. And then Abby rewrites history. And she said, I did not throw water on Kathy. If I would have thrown water on her, I would have hit her in the face. And she said, oh, okay. So the sprinkler system was coming off, going off then. I thought that was funny. And she's like, I was only making the gesture with the water bottle to see if the witch would melt. And on the thing, she said, oh, I didn't know the lid was off. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, the lid popped off. And then she said, I began apologizing immediately. And she said, when this psycho smacked me in the back with a pocketbook. And then she says, when you strike another person, you have crossed the line. And then Kathy is like, well, you shouldn't have thrown water at people in any way, shape or form. And then Abby's like, you know, I was injured. I had bruises. I I don't know how that could have hurt her. And she said, I had bruises. Melissa took a picture of the bruises. And Kathy goes, you hardly had bruises. You act as though this 90 pound weakling beat you up. Okay, who's 90 pounds? I I know. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Who's 90 pounds? Like, did Brooke hit you with the brush? Because Kathy's not 90 pounds. Kathy, you're petite, like small. You ain't 90 pounds, sister. Yeah. Yeah. I am shocked that we didn't jump on that in scene. Yeah. I'm so glad you said the same. I'm like, wait, who's 90 pounds? (laughs) Okay. So then Jill jumps in to defend Abby and she tries to pin the entire fight on Kathy. And then she says that, you know, they went after Kathy in response to Kathy beating up Abby. 
And then Jill's like, or Abby's like, when did you become Abby's bodyguard? And then Jill said that, no, Kathy tells Jill she had no reason to become involved in the first place. And then we go to an audience Jill question. all up into that fight. Yeah, I wasn't there. But I mean, she was like she soaking her. She did get all up in it. Yeah. Yeah. And she was pissed. Like Even before she threw the water on her, she was like, oh, yeah, for Kathy to just get out. Like, Well, and you see, who do you see? Um, I don't think it was Al that you saw, but you saw somebody in the background that made it look like, because, you know, when things were starting to get more heated and it looked like things could get physical, some of the crew would start to like, come in closer I maybe it was Jimmy I saw but there was somebody I saw in scene that I was like oh okay they're like moving in because they knew it could get physical yeah maybe it was Jimmy I don't know but I can't remember then we get another audience question Abby in Detroit you told Kathy to go to hell have you ever said anything that you regret in front of the kids and she said no never on a normal day I don't normally swear and I was like that's the barometer for what is not that you regret saying in front of the children yeah what we don't care about the swearing. No, it's the, it's the your piece shit. of shit that I care yeah. about. Yeah. And Kathy goes, but because I showed up in a limo and Abby was upset and jealous and rattled, she had to swear. And Abby's like, I, she needs to let everyone know. I have a driver pick me up in every single location and every promotion I do for dance moms. That's not a big deal. And Kathy said, then start taking your team that way. And she's like, I don't need to. Yes, the peasants aren't allowed anything nice. Trust yeah, me. God forbid we would get anything. And then Kathy goes, well, why can't you do something nice for your team? Notice she doesn't answer. Of course not. And then Jill tries to defend Abby. Abby jumps in and says, like, she doesn't solicit students. And Kathy's like, neither do I. Kathy didn't. The show did. Yeah. And Abby deflects and says, like, all the kids on Kathy's team would rather be dancing from her. And she's like, that's not true. I don't believe that. I don't think so. I think they wanted to be on the show. Yeah, I don't think they cared who they danced for. Exactly. So if yeah. that meant that you got to be on the show and not have Abby be terrible to your children, I think they might have yeah. been accepting of that. Exactly. And then audience question 16, have any of you ever heard Abby apologize? And then Jill goes, hey, well, I, heard her, I heard her apologize to Kathy for throwing water on her. Um, and she goes, but I don't know about Abby apologizing to the children. Yeah, no. No, that never happened. Then we get into, you know, Jeff says, you know, we're going to do the next performance. It's very controversial. Abby says she did the routine 12 years ago. Um, the dance was, you know, these things were happening then. They're still happening. And we do the um, the children with guns routine. And so after the girls perform, Jeff comes over to say goodbye. The kids come up. They all stand around. He hugs them. And then that is the end of the episode. So, yay. Black. Uh, okay. Felonies or misdemeanors? Just that I, I think I just went out there with an attitude problem. You had PMS. Yeah. You were a bitch. Somebody pissed in my Wheaties. Yeah, you were a bitch. Um, I would say... My misdemeanor, but it really isn't my fault, is that we were still talking about that stupid fucking dance. Yeah. Or not dance, fight. Or fight, yes. Because it was the stupidest freaking fight. It's so stupid. The worst outfit was definitely Kathy's. It was so terrible. That disco. How dare she ever call me a disco ball? Yes. How dare she? Yeah, it was awful. Um, I think though that my hair gets an honorable mention for just being tragic and awful. It was awful. I think my hair was the, it was so bad. What about favorite line? Oh gosh. I don't know. You know what mine is? What? 
Whoopie heels. When I said whoopie heels, whoopie heels. I think that was amazing. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. I didn't write any down. No, there, because there, the reunions never had any fun to them. That was the yeah. thing. Is at least in an episode there could be some fun. Reunions, no fun ever. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then favorite dance. Oh, I know what mine was. But the animals know. Yeah, I like that. I liked Maddie's solo, though. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I'm going to pick Brooks just because Brooks' solos never really get shown. Yeah, I think that's So I'm going to pick Brooks. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Well, we are going to head over now to the after party. So if you would like to join us over there, you can find us at patreon.com slash back to the bar. And we will happily welcome you to our little Patreon family where you get access to exclusive content as well as never before seen footage and video content. You can see how tragic I look today, which is awesome. (laughs) I'm not looking too good either. Well, at least you have makeup on. All right. We'll see you guys back here next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Back to the Bar. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And check out our YouTube channel, Back to the Bar, if you want to watch the episodes. The channel is linked in our show notes. And if you want to join our weekly after party, where we dish even more dirt, like naked pizza, hell, <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash back to the bar. See you next time. See you next time. Baby, I just want to dance, dance, dance. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.